Hey Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to a bonus episode of Rope Drop Radio. Derek here, no Doug. Instead, I am joined by my amazing wife, Madison Sassman. And we just went on our 10-year anniversary trip to Walt Disney World. And we had a lot of people asking about the Keys to the Kingdom tour. And so we're going to share about that because that is something Doug hasn't done. So you and I have done something the McKnights have not done. That's amazing. That, I mean, truly, I did not know that there was a thing that the McKnights hadn't done that we could do. So we're ahead of them in oh, only did, one area. Doug has not eaten at California Grill. I believe Michelle has. So we have two things that Doug has Over been. Doug. Yes. But not them as a couple. So the Keys of the Kingdom tour, one, is amazing. And first off, we got to say it is for people 16 years and older. So I know a lot of our listeners listen with their children. So that's kind of a... There's some magic that might disappear during the tour. So if you're listening to this with your kids, maybe we'll make this episode 16 and older. Yeah, good call. If you have little ears that love the Disney magic like we do, but maybe aren't as, um, you know, they don't know as much about the magical arts of Disney, it might be good to just push pause and save this for another time. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it is definitely, uh, definitely does peel back the magic i know the big thing we'll talk about at the end but they do take you down to the utilidor so we'll Mm -hmm. discuss that but first off it is an extra cost so it is 99 dollars, and i can say just overall it is totally worth it would you agree absolutely yeah if you are a disney fan if you love history if uh the story of walt disney is at all inspiring to you this is going to be a tour that is really going to add a lot of value to your life and to your trip And it's a five-hour tour, so it starts off at Town Hall. And one thing they do is they give you a earpiece. And so you can always be listening to your tour guide, and I really like that. So, Because she got kind of far away from us at times, but we could still constantly hear her and explain things down Main Street and everything. Yeah, so when you walk into Main Street um, right there and they have the stuff that, or Town Hall, excuse me. When you walk into Town Hall, they're going to give you water. They're going to give you a name tag, and you're going to wait for them to start, and your tour guide will find you. And then that tour guide hands out your little packs that will attach to your ear. And that's exactly right, is, you know, with the crowds at Disney, you know, when we're on stage, as they call it, when you're in the park, right, um, you don't want to miss out on what she's saying because other guests are enjoying their park day. So that earpiece really is vital, and it was it was awesome how um, well it worked, especially when she got far away. Like, it was amazing the distance that they still had. Yeah, it was wonderful. So I really like that they do that for that tour, uh, especially because when the park day is going, 
and we got to go on a couple attractions. It's we're glad to stay in contact with her. Let's talk about those attractions. Yeah, we did go on the Jungle Cruise, which is a complete different experience when you don't have your skipper and you have your tour guide. So instead of having all the fun jokes, we got to learn a lot about the making of the Jungle Cruise. Yeah, it was really exciting and fun to hear about that background pieces of that and to kind of be pointed out, you know, here's where this is and and this is what they do, you know, when they have the water here so that they can hide how, you know, how shallow the boat is, you know. Um, It's really fun to hear about the story of why it became an attraction in Walt Disney World and in Disneyland. Uh, just really fun history there. Yeah, we don't want to give it all away because we yeah. want you guys to definitely take the tour sometime. Uh, the first backstage area we got to go to is right after the Jungle Cruise. We took a hard left where, if you know where the um, the, the parade route is, so we got to go back that way. And what's really amazing is that's where the trash thing is. And as soon as you get behind the stage, it definitely is a different smell. Yeah, It's interesting because they have, it's that, now if you're in the parks and you're walking towards Splash Mountain, it's that, it it is the parade route, but there's a gated area right there that that guests are not allowed past. Um, But that does not automatically make that spot behind the gate backstage. That's still on stage because characters and parade route people can be seen from the onstage spaces. So it's cool when you walk back there, there's literally a line on the road that shows performers, this is where a guest may be able to see you and this is when you have to be on um, for that parade, you know, starting to do your routines and acting um, and bringing the magic to life. And it's literally right past that line. You can you can hear um, the trash, the thing that is used for the trash um, and, and get that smell. It's pretty crazy. It is. And then we go back there and we got to learn a lot more about the parade float. So we got to see all of them. I got to learn how they drive, how they operate, the training behind them. And some of the uh, other parade floats were actually being taken down. So if you like parades or the move it, shake it dance party, uh, it was really interesting to see where they store all those because that's a massive building. But And how they and how they practice. Yeah, because, you know, I've always wondered about, you know, you can't they obviously can't practice during the daytime during park hours and then. You know, you can do it at night, but then you're not doing it in the heat. You know, you're not, the visibility is lower, all of that. And so they have different ways of doing training for performers and for drivers that gets them just fully prepared to be able to um, deliver that amazing Festival of Fantasy parade every single day. It's it's truly um, an art form. It is. And how many cast members uh, are just constantly working behind the scenes you know there's a lot, but wow, it just it takes a lot to get that parade going. Mm-hmm. It really does. And it was so fun to be able to see the different um, and, and be able to ask about the different things. Oh, yeah. Any in question. Th- with the parade stuff, you know, like the the Rapunzel, um, the Tangled Float, where the ruffians are. If you've ever seen Festival of Fantasy, they're jumping back and forth and So, you know, one of the questions was like, hey, was, you know, are they strapped in? And it's like, no, they're literally only held on by a strap by their wrist. And so it's so cool to learn those things and how um, these performers are really just bringing it every every day they have and 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 doing it um, to keep that Disney magic alive, because that's really important to the staff. That was something that was really driven home is every single um, cast member is committed to 
the Disney magic and keeping it real for everyone, everyone in the park. You know, if there's a cast member who played a certain character, they don't say, I played, you know, Jesse the Cowgirl. They say, I hung out with Jesse the Cowgirl because it's this continuity of keeping the magic. And that's just a really beautiful thing to do that shows the Dis- the Disney difference. Yeah, exactly. And we learned a lot about characters and got to see some too. So yeah, we'll get to that, that pretty fun. in a second. Uh, the one thing I did think was really funny was the frozen element on the uh, on Festival of Fantasy was like greenlit two weeks before the show debuted because Frozen came out, smash hit, so they turned the Aurora float into the Frozen float. It wasn't even an Aurora float. It was Aurora was supposed to be on there. You know, it's it's that big one that's covered in flowers. You can see Beauty and the Beast. There's Tiana and Naveen. Um, if you've seen the show, you know it's the big one with all the princesses, and the only princess that isn't on there is Aurora, and that's because she was supposed to be in that spot where Anna and Elsa were, and because Frozen came out and was such a huge smash hit, they quickly changed that to do But they couldn't Frozen. change the music in time. Yeah. So you'd see the Frozen, and you'd have uh, Princess Aurora's music playing. Yeah. Uh, Once Upon a Dream was playing for about the first month until they could get it all choreographed and changed. Yeah, so we heard a lot of crazy stories, but a lot of great Frozen stories, too, if you're a fan of the films, uh, what they call it, the Frozen 5K, when parents used to just take off running yeah. when park <laughs> opens to get their kids a picture with uh, Anna and Elsa at the beginning. Uh, the other attraction we got to do was the... Oh, wait, first, we actually had lunch right oh, afterwards. Yeah. Oh, so, so lunch good. is included, and it's at Pecos Bills right now, um, in which I enjoy Mexican food, and it's just simple tacos and stuff like that. But I do like that they include it on a five-hour lunch. They also so, do... They take your order at Town Hall, you know, when you pick up your name tag. So I think they gave you the option of tacos, nachos... And fajitas. I yep. think those were the three options. I did the nachos, oh, which was... Oh, a burger. They had a oh, burger, had a burger. I also... I did nachos, and they had a huge nacho bar with all the fixings, and it was delicious. And as soon as you get there, it's ready, and that's what I really like, because it's, it's about the tour time. So you have a quick 30-minute lunch, get that filling. They gave you a soda to take on the road, and then you uh, head on out. Yeah. And we went to the Haunted Mansion which was really cool to hear. And we got to go kind of backstage a little bit to get yeah, into the attraction. Really Didn't have to wait in that hour and a half long line. So we got to go right on. And that was really interesting because now there's a few things I'm looking at when I'm on the attraction. I won't spoil them for you, but you get to learn some key things that you're going to be looking around a little bit more while you're on it. Yeah, it was super fun to learn about the history of how it was made because really that is a, um, that's a, that's a, incredibly there's so many hidden easter eggs in there oh yeah that are just bring new life um i will just say i will never be able to watch uh santa claus is coming to town again the same way oh good Ooh, i like that we won't say why but there, <laughs> there's why. a reason you gotta take the tour <laughs> and then of course the highlight of is going in the utilidor so after haunted mansion we met up and we kind of went through the fantasy area and then there's a place right by the friar's nook that i've never even noticed before that takes you down to the utilidor and that if you don't know is kind of the city underneath the magic kingdom it is built on two stories so the park and the attractions are all on the second story but yeah there's a whole city down below yeah, it's and it, they don't have it at Disneyland. It's no. only at Disney World. And the reason for it is when Walt um, would walk into Disneyland, he was he didn't like that when they opened, you know, somebody that um, was supposed to work in Fantasyland would be in their Fantasyland 
uniform and then they would walk through Main Street and it kind of broke the illusion of like this is where you are. So when they went to plan Disney World, they made this utilidor underground so that cast members could pop out exactly where they're supposed to be, um, which is really, really neat. Yeah, and underneath there, you do see them. One, they have no Disney music, so they try to keep it neutral, pop. They want uh, their cast members to feel like they're on a break. But I think the coolest thing is we did see Anna and Elsa and Tiana. You and know, I saw Cinderella going up for the stage production. Uh, but um, you see the princesses, they got their hair and makeup done, but they might be in pajamas. Yeah. Which uh, threw me completely off guard, but uh, it definitely it was really, really cool. It was really fun. I love that. I You know, it's... As somebody who, uh, like, I was... I always said, you know, like every little girl was like, well, when I work, you know, when I grow up, I'm going to be a Disney princess. And to just kind of see that for other people is just really fun. Yeah. And we got to see where all the costumes and learn about that's a whole thing in itself. Uh, yeah. The costuming and, and how much they're allowed to have being part time or full time. I uh, got talked about Cinderella's Royal Suite, which I think oh. everyone listening to the show wants to stay or at least visit. That costs a lot of money. We did not get that on that tour. I know that's a question. Yeah, we did not get the exact number. It was it's it, it was one of those deals where it's like if you're Kim Kardashian, you might be able to go up and see it. Yeah. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris has gotten to stay there, so another reason I'm jealous of NPH. Uh, but yeah, it was an amazing tour to get to go down there and see it. And then the big thing is you can't take any pictures. So I wish I could share some with you, but they're really big on keeping the phones away. Yeah. And you know what? That includes, that's not just backstage. So I, I was um, under the impression that when they said no pictures on the tour, that meant that we couldn't take any pictures, you know, when we're backstage, which I totally understood. This also meant, though, that we couldn't take pictures while we were on stage. So in the beginning, when she's walking us down Main Street, um, I was taking a picture of her, you know, with the castle in the background. And, you know, she was like, oh, there's no pictures allowed. And so that it just included um, on stage. So just be aware of that. Um, so if you're if you're wanting to take a picture of something that she's pointing out to you, you can go back through the park later and take those pictures. I did that um, because there are some really, really meaningful things that she and what was one of my favorite parts of the tour is how she talked about, you know, Walt Disney World was Roy Disney's baby and he did it in memory of his brother and the stories that were shared about that were so touching. I mean, I cried multiple times on that tour when she would talk about just the strength of will and the strength of love that they had as brothers to, you know, make this dream a reality. Mm -hmm. And and how, you know, all these years later after Roy and Walt are gone, you know, we get to still experience that magic and we get to experience it with our kids and someday we will be able to do that with our grandkids and what a gift um, their audacious dream um, brought to all of us. Yeah, no, it was a wonderful tour. We have so many stories we could share with you, uh, some of those emotional moments for sure. And then some of the details that they have done, to, like 99% of people won't notice, but that 1% of people who do, it just adds to it. Um, it's it just mind-blowing how much they put in thought into some of the things. you got to check this out. Totally worth the park admission and the $99 for sure. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, it's so fun to be able to see. You know, we've been to Magic Kingdom, I don't know, so many times. And to be able to see it with new eyes and see how, what the level of detail 
that the Imagineers have put into, like nothing is done thoughtlessly mm-hmm. in, in the Magic Kingdom or in Disney World. Um, and that is really fun to be able to see. I would also say, you know, I really loved um, something that she started the tour off with. As she talked about the keys to the kingdom is not necessarily, you know, we're getting a key to the kingdom. Yeah, I'm sad. I, I thought I'd be able to go anytime now for the tour. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's talking about the four keys that cast members are taught when they are first hired on. And it's kind of the, the order in which... They make all of their decisions and they do everything in the park. And their first key is safety. Second one is courtesy. The third one is show. And the fourth is efficiency. And so it's really fun to kind of keep those four things in mind and walk through, um, you know, the lands. And you can see all of those really play out really beautifully and in that order. Yeah. No. And I love the transitions between the lands as we'd walk oh, through. So like cool. they share the detail on how the paint changes and the trash cans and just like Adventureland, you can't see because there's trees and that's how Walt wanted it done. And Roy and just and the music. music and the lamp, you know, the things the, that light the what are, what are, lamps? Lamps. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're called. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, how those subtly change and the story of, you know, when you're going through Adventureland at the beginning of Adventureland, it's really low tech and then it gets a little bit more high tech. And then, you know, when you're going through Frontierland, you can look up at the buildings and see the numbers on the buildings that stands for the year that this building is themed around. You know, that's like I said, nothing is done thoughtlessly. It's no, it's just pretty really cool. amazing. And all the parks have tours. So this isn't the only one. So you can take tours of pretty much any Walt Disney World uh, park. And so now we need to look at what our next one's going to be for our maybe 15 year, 20 year, 15, 15 year anniversary I think, trip. I think that it should be Star Wars. Well, I, who I knows mean, what they're doing for that after. Yeah, well, but maybe years, in five years change. we might be. <laughs> we might be golden for Hollywood Studios. So, yeah, no, it's a great tour, guys. Definitely check it out if you haven't. $99. Talk to Michelle. She'll help you get that booked up. And thank you to Michelle and Doug, who did uh, sponsor us on this one. And uh, we definitely appreciate that so much. But, yeah, Keys of the Kingdom, overall, I give it a 10 out of 10. I agree. I, I just think if you are someone who, especially if you're, you know, listening to this podcast, if you can't get enough Disney, if you can't wait till your next trip and you're planning, you know, your next trip when you're in the parks, this is something you got to do. Absolutely. All right. Well, that is our Keys of the Kingdom review in a nutshell for a bonus episode. Thank you, honey, for taking Doug's place uh, on this. On... <laughs> My pleasure. There Look, you, go. you never um, have to talk, talk me into it. I'm, going I'm, to Disney? I'm, no, yep. I'm always like, we should just, you know, I, we're AP for a little bit longer together. And I'm I'm already like, well, if some good flights pop up, we should just, you know. <laughs> I'm down. Always, always, always down for another trip. The kids trip. will be fine. Yeah. If anyone wants to watch a, uh, what, eight, six and two-year-olds, let us know. We'll drop them off, especially if you're in Florida. Debbie raises. There you go. <laughs> Uh, thanks for volunteering. So anyway, this has been our Keys of the Kingdom bonus review. Thank you guys so much for asking us to do this. Hope this helps. If you have any more questions, send us a message and we will uh, try to get back to them. But again, we don't want to give away too much because we want you to definitely take the tour. And of course, you need to book it with Michelle. Yeah, we'll give you the same answer as our wonderful tour guide did. Our answers may be different on stage than on backstage. Oh, yes. That was really great. I love that. So get a cast member behind the scenes, you hear different stories. So anyway, uh, that's what happens with Doug and I. You get us out of the podcast in the parks on our (laughs) June trip. You'll hear different stories than what we say on air. Anyway, thank you, honey, so much for joining. This has been a bonus episode of Rope Drop Radio.